Welcome back to the Call the Surf podcast. I'm here today with Max. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you, Isabella? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. We're here today with Shay. Shay, how are you doing? Great. Fabulous. I'm here. So awesome. <laughs> We're so excited to have you. We can't wait to talk a little bit more. Um, so Shay, we would love to start off. Would you mind just telling us where you were served, um, what, where you were called, and then where you served, and a little bit about your reassignment experience as well. Yeah, sure. Um, so I was called and assigned to the Washington Vancouver American Sign Language Mission. Um, I served there for about 10 months of my mission, and then our branch moved into the, well, our mission boundaries changed, and so our branch stayed in another mission, and so then I was reassigned to the Oregon Portland Mission for the duration of my mission. So cool. Yeah, that's cool. And how, what was that kind of like that change for you? <laughs> um, I always tell people that it was probably the hardest part of my mission. Um, but also, like, the moment that I really knew God's hand was in my life. Um, so, we, my mission president at the time was super close to us because he has three deaf sons. And so they would always tell us, like, we felt like we were assigned to this mission because we have the deaf branch in this mission. Like, the ASL sisters are like our daughters. And we just had a really unique connection with them. Um, and then we found out that we were getting shipped off to the other mission. Yeah. And it was really, really super sad. But I remember sitting in our mission president's office and just, like, feeling an overwhelming feeling. Like, no, you, this is exactly what's supposed to be happening right now. Like, I could send you English and you do wonderful work, but like, that's not where you're needed. So it was just, like, a confirmation. Like, God really does know exactly what he's doing. And, like, we're in a place this. That's awesome. And was your mission the first time you started doing sign language or was it something that you knew a lot for a while? <laughs> That's the funniest story. <laughs> so my freshman year at BYU, I just like had a feeling that I should have taken a self class because I already talk with my hands and I was like, might yeah. as well just learn how to talk with my hands as well. <laughs> and then I finished the semester and decided I had no more like desire to learn any, like, yeah. anything. I was done. And then I got my mission call for American Sign Language. So the rest wow. of it I learned on my mission. <laughs> That's so cool. That's cool. Yeah, kind of fun. That's nice even just have a little bit of a head start, though. I feel like, yeah, that, <laughs> a little bit of comfort. That was sure. a tender mercy right there. God knew. Oh. <laughs> Got it. Awesome. That's awesome. And how is it learning sign language, which is a little bit different than perhaps like a you know spoken language in Spanish or something like that? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of thoughts and feelings that I have about this. I've heard that it's one of the easiest languages to pick up okay. and then the hardest to master. Mm. Um, because a lot of it is in like how you communicate through your body, through your facial expressions, like through your hands, like it is a whole body experience. Like you are communicating through people with eye contact. And, um, I think it was really cool having had the experience my freshman year, knowing like the secular sign, I guess. Yeah. And coming into the MTC and I, I always say this, that I literally learned the gospel in a new way through sign language because a lot of it's very visual and very symbolic. So my favorite thing to like demonstrate, I guess, is the atonement. And you have like spots all over yourself, mm-hmm. but then Christ has nothing. And it's a, a literal replacement of like your spots with his perfection. Um, and I just understood the gospel in a way I never had before through sign language. So 
I don't know if that answered your question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was great. That is really cool. I never knew that about the atonement yeah. sign. That's really interesting. There's so many like that. <laughs> yeah. So what are some, I guess, more memorable ones? It may be harder for those of you listening to kind of visualize this, but <laughs> Sorry. Um, what are some of the you know more interesting ones? Or... Like the signs yeah. that I think? Um, I love the sign for Jesus. Mm-hmm. So it's literally your middle fingers and they touch the palms of your hands on either side. Um, and when I saw that and then, okay, this is kind of like the story of why that is so yeah. meaningful to me. So in the MTC, you do like Book of, Mor- Book of Mormon shares. Yeah. And there was one day my teacher was like, all right, I want you to flip to a random page, read, like skim through it and then pick a scripture off it. And I just happened to turn to like first Nephi 21. Um, and verse 16 became the motto for like the rest of my mission. And we're doing it in sign language, not knowing sign very well. Mm-hmm. And so we had to sign what it says. It says, behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands, thy walls are continually before me. And I was sitting there in this class trying to sign this and just realizing that literally like the marks on my hands or on his hands, like he looks at every single day. If I'm watching other people's hands and communicating like his gospel, like he looks at his hands, he communicates his love, his gospel. Like that is the reason. Like our reason can be him because his reason was us. Yeah. If that makes sense. And so I just love that sign. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just think so what a what a beautiful experience as you're learning sign language and talking so much with your hands as well. That's seems so perfect and so divine. Oh, yeah. That's a wonderful <laughs> story. I love it. I'm trying to think if there's any others. I think another one that I really love, like when we talk about him giving his life or like sacrificing his life, um, the sign for that is literally to sacrifice or to give up. Like you take your hold and you let go of it and like step back. Um, and I think that's beautiful. Like he puts it in our hands. Like he, like, all right, this is yours. Like it's in front of you. You just got to take it and accept it. Um, and I just love that. It's awesome. I love that. Sign language sounds like it would be uh, definitely eye-opening to learning more about the gospel and just kind of in life. So that's cool. Gives you a whole new way to think about everything, I'm sure. Yeah. Which is really neat. So, of course, that's what the gospel does as well. So so many fantastic parallels. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Kind of to transition a little bit, what was your experience like teaching using like sign language and things like that? <laughs> Ooh, um, at the very beginning, completely overwhelming. <laughs> um, yeah. Because you have people. So sign language is it's kind of like accents. Mm-hmm. Every single person is different. And if they're older and their hands are a little bit more crippled, like their sign is a lot harder to understand. Or if yeah. they grew up finger spelling, they finger spell everything or if they grew up in a deaf like college or a community they sign so fast yeah it's like the first part of my mission i was like wow what is happening (laughs) i feel like that's kind of normal for all languages though yeah (laughs) but i think um as i like picked up sign language it was really cool because um, we'd have our English districts and the missionaries we'd meet with and we'd role play with them in sign language. They wouldn't understand anything that was happening. Um, but I think the thing that really impacted me was we'd come out of those role plays and they'd be giving us feedback and saying, like, I had no idea what was happening that entire time. 
but watching you communicate the gospel through like your hands and your face and your body like that brought a spirit that I've never felt before um and so I started trying to recognize that in the lessons like when people who you're teaching would share their testimonies I just again I connected with the gospel in a way that I never would have imagined before yeah that's awesome yeah like you would just feel the spirit so strong right because that's one of the senses that i'm sure becomes a little bit more heightened when you know you're not using words and don't have access to that same power you're just just only feeling instead of listening for the spirit in quite the same way yeah that's really interesting do you i just am thinking do you have any experiences where you felt like maybe you heard the spirit differently because of sign language like do you feel the spirit the same way when you're signing as you do in when you're speaking I guess I'm not sure if that question makes sense but like like did the way that you learned to listen to the spirit change throughout your mission because of sign language yeah or yeah I think this is gonna sound kind of weird but with sign language you have to watch people like you have to kind of gauge like what is your emotion what are your reactions to this like how are you feeling um and so i think the spirit through sign language and like watching signing um really taught me how to understand people a lot better um and i've always been like a super empathetic person i think sure been able to like relate to people super easy but like with sign language you look away and you're the conversation's gone so your focus is on them like you're centered on them and their needs like their feelings so that you can respond in the same way the way that they need and i think the spirit really taught me how to come down to a person's level or come up to a person's level whatever they're in need of so wow yeah Yeah. that's so neat (laughs) do you have any uh certain experiences from your mission where you were teaching a lesson or um, something was happening where you felt the spirit just really strongly in that lesson, even though no words may, you know, have been spoken or anything like that. Every day. I think one of the ones that comes to mind, there's this family that we've been working with literally my entire mission. Um, and they were very slow going. And by the end of my mission, they were to the point where they were sharing like their feelings about the gospel and finally like oh maybe we'll come to church kind of thing but i remember there was one lesson um, that we were sitting there around their like family dinner table and usually they got off topic all the time and would try to avoid anything spiritual um but i remember just sitting there and we were talking about the plan of salvation and they had two little girls that they lost to the foster or that they were fostering and that were taken away from them that they couldn't keep. Um, and it was really, really hard for their entire family. And I just remember like this feeling coming over, like just settling on the room of just complete peace and comfort and watching the father like bear his witness that he knew that God's plan was perfect. And even though these things weren't what they wanted, like he could see God's hand. Um, the mom had a lot harder of a time. But I just remember sitting there going like, wow, this is real. Like God yeah. literally knows what this family is going through. And he knows their experiences. He knows their struggle being in the deaf community and being in the hearing community. She was an interpreter and he was 
stuff. And that causes a lot of problems often. Um, just within like stereotypes and all the craziness that happens. But like they knew that God had a plan for them and their faith and that was very strong. So that was really cool. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. I think about my own mission and there were a couple times when we transitioned to learning Spanish that I didn't really understand what was being said, <laughs> yeah. right? But that uh, I felt the spirit, like you said, in a different way than I had before and recognized it differently. And uh, I think that's kind of a key thing to look for is, you know, the Heavenly Father speaks to everybody how they understand it. And languages are different and culture is different. And I, I know that Heavenly Father recognizes that when he speaks to us. So. Yeah, that scripture, sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head and I hate quoting it, but it's like he speaks to each in their own language. Yeah. And when I read that on my mission, like thinking about all these people, because in the deaf community, they don't have a lot of resources all the time. Yeah. And they are very like ostracized community sometimes. And it's really, really yeah. sad. But like reading that scripture and knowing God spoke to them and he knows how to communicate with them and he was able to do that through his missionaries and like in every single language like god knows perfectly everyone and their physical like spoken or signed language but also like their spiritual like the language that speaks to them on the inside so yeah it was amazing absolutely just to kind of transition a little bit um with you know learning sign language what have you done since you've returned from your mission to stay up with it or, you know, kind of stay involved with the community if you have. (laughs) Yeah. So that was hard coming home. There's only so much that you can do. Yeah. Um, And BYU does not have an ASL program at all. They have classes you can take, but no minor, no major, nothing. Um, So I'd have to transition to UVU or something if I wanted to do it that way. But regardless, um, I think coming home, I just kept in contact with people who signed and like met up with old mission companions and tried to practice the language together. And then I applied to the MTC yeah. um, because I was like, I don't know what else to go and do with sign. Like yeah. I could try to become certified for an interpreter, which I'm working on, um, wow. but I needed something to practice in between. And then God just made it happen. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. And with kind of with that learning sign language and things like that, from your experience, what advice would you give to somebody who is learning sign language or wants to kind of learn more about or get started with that? Oh, <laughs> so many things. Um, I think one of the biggest things is to not be afraid to mess up and to be willing to put yourself out there because. We- in the deaf community, they love it when you're open. If you're open and you're saying like, this is literally the only things that I know. Yeah. They're like, perfect, we'll run with that. We're gonna teach you, we're gonna help you. Like they will literally be your best friends and teach you exactly what you need to do. But you have to show them that you're willing to work and like put yourself in the zone you're not comfortable with. Yeah. So I think being willing to put yourself out there and like, looking ridiculous and it comes with sign language but being willing to just go for it yeah (laughs) just build that trust right just show you're willing to be there that's amazing very nice that's awesome kind of just to wrap things up 
with this. With uh, your experience having served a mission and now teaching at the MTC, what advice would you give to somebody who's preparing to serve a mission, whether just you know not learning the language or learning ASL or something else? I think two things come to my mind. Um, to find a purpose and a reason why you're doing that, because then that will carry you through your entire mission. Um, even if nothing else is working out, even if everything else is falling apart around you, like if you have one thing, like that person or me or like Jesus Christ, like if you have one purpose, no matter what happens, that purpose is still going to be there. Um, and the second thing, I think being willing to consecrate, I think that was a really important word I learned on my mission, to consecrate yourself to God. Um in the little things yeah like you go and walk out the door you say a quick prayer in your head and say like all right god this is for you like i'm taking a step out the door make it worth it or like help me to see something like feel it um like going to take a nap like saying a prayer all right yeah help me wake up even happier even more like ready to do your work um but yeah that's awesome and to follow up with that, another question is what advice would you give to somebody who's recently returned home from a mission or somebody that has a family member that's returned home from a mission recently? Oh. Things that helped you kind of make <laughs> that transition. Yeah. Um, keeping your habits, I think, is a really big one. But also recognizing how to adjust your habits. Because I think mission life versus back home life is... It's different. You're yeah. not concentrating on the work 24-7. You're not having that set schedule. Like You will have school and dating and work and life, social. Um, so I think figuring out what that looks like for you and like being willing to communicate with God, I think that was something that really helped me. Like, all right, this is what my life is looking like. How can I incorporate the things that I learned on my mission? Um, so that was a really big one for me. And surrounding yourself with people who live those same standards, I think is really, really important. And being willing to share that with the people around you as well. Awesome. Well, thank you, Shay, for your comments and for uh, joining us today. We will uh, see you all next time. (laughs)